Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I almost said happy Mindful Monday, but it's not Monday. It's just a force of habit. It is a Wednesday. So Wellness Wednesday, guys. Can we vibe? Wellness Wednesday. Thank you guys for your patience. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Hello. Hi. How are you? Um, this weekend was a little crazy in a good way. Um, I had my best friend's bridal shower. And then also it was Mother's Day. So those two days, you know, were jam-packed with amazing things. So I didn't have time to record. And then Monday I had therapy. And Tuesday I had a rough day at work and I got my nails done, you know, priorities. So we are here. It is Wednesday. And I just came back from the gym. I'm on like a, you know, the post-workout, like endorphins, like amazing feeling after a workout. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect time to record. This is great. This is fantastic. So again, thank you guys so much for being patient with me and also being patient with the Instagram, you know, hiatus, if you will. I just haven't been posting a lot because, you know, work has just been really busy and tiring. It's May. (laughs) So we're, we're towards the end of the school year. So both, you know, teachers and students, we're just you know, winding down with the school year. So things have just been, you know, everyone's tired. We're all exhausted. We're just trying to get through it. You know, as a team, we're all trying to get through it. So um, the podcast and Instagram has kind of been on the wayside because, you know, work took a priority. But now that, you know, things are kind of settling down at work, um, this weekend I am doing absolutely nothing. It's fantastic. I'm really excited about it. Um, And so this weekend my intention is content creation, recording the podcast, making, um, you know, content for the Instagram and things like that. Don't think I forgot about that growth mindset, um, gal free workbook design. It's still, we're still in the mist. It's still in the works. I'm still going through it. Um, I know I said April, (laughs) but you know, again, life gets in the way and that happens sometimes and that's okay. I'm not going to give up on creating that free guidebook um, I'm going to keep working on it. So that's still in the midst. We're still, so don't hide <laughs> don't run away from the free workbook. It's still here. Just don't think I forgot about it. So that's kind of been, you know, the life update. So I hope you all are doing well. I hope that you guys are enjoying the beautiful, nice weather, wherever you are on this globe. It is currently turning into the warmer summer season here in New York. It's been beautiful and sunny out, and I've just been taking the time to enjoy the outdoors, be outside, get that vitamin D to, you know, help with my mental and physical health. So Growth Mindset Gang, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys so much. If you're new here, hi, welcome. We are also glad you are here, that you have found this wonderful Growth Mindset Gal community with our Growth Mindset Gang. And I am so excited to just share another episode with you and hopefully it will help you. And that's kind of the goal here for this podcast. So if you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the absolute world to me. Follow me on Spotify 
and follow me on Instagram at the growth mindset gal and look for the post all about mindset and wellness. And also if you ever need to contact me um, at the growth mindset gal, gmail.com. It's also my email for any inquiries or things like that. Feel free to always DM me as well for any contact questions. If you want to be a guest on the pod, that link is in the show notes because I'm open always to all amazing guests. So here we go, guys. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. 
And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Okay, friends. So I've been reading the amazing book, The Mountain Is You, Transforming Your Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery by our girl, Brianna Waste. I also did another episode where I did the um, 101 essays that will change your life. Also love that book. So I brought on like a Brianna Weiss kick. So the mountain is you and it's all about how to overcome self-sabotage, which I think is so important to talk about because we do it on a daily basis and we don't even realize it. And the reason that we do self-sabotage, it's actually a defense mechanism, believe it or not. Tearing ourselves down is our brain's way of protecting us from failure and and being in survival mode and things like that. So let me go into what is self-sabotage. And I'm going to read directly from the book. Self-sabotage is when you have two conflicting desires. One is conscious. One is unconscious. You know how you want to move your life forward, and yet you are still, for some reason, stuck. When you have big, ongoing, insurmountable issues in your life, especially when the solution seems so simple, so easy, and yet so impossible to stick with, what you have are not big problems, but big attachments. People are pretty incredible in the fact that they basically do whatever they want to do. This is true of everything in human life. Regardless of the potential consequences, human nature has revealed itself to be incredibly self-serving. People have almost a superhuman way of doing whatever they feel compelled to do, regardless of whom it could hurt, what wars it could spawn, or what future could be put at risk. When you consider this, you begin to realize that if you're keeping something in your life, there has to be a reason it's there. The only question is why. Some people can't figure out why they can't seem to motivate themselves enough to create a new business to facilitate their goal of becoming significantly wealthier, perhaps not realizing that they have a subconscious belief that to be rich is to be egocentric or disliked. Or perhaps they actually don't want to be super wealthy. Maybe it's a cover-up for wanting to feel secure and quote-unquote taken care of. Or their real desire is to be recognized for their art as this feels too unlikely to ever happen, they fall back on the secondary dream that doesn't actually motivate them. Some people say they want to be successful at any cost, and yet don't want to log the hours of work it would take to get there. Perhaps it's because they understand at some level that being successful doesn't really make you happy or or liked. In fact, the opposite tends to be true. Success usually exposes you to jealousy and scrutiny. Successful people are not loved in the way that we imagine they would be. They're usually picked apart because envious people need to humanize them in some way. Perhaps instead of being successful, what many really want is just to be loved. And yet their ambition for success directly threatens that. Some people can't figure out why they keep choosing the wrong relationships. People whose patterns of rejection, abuse, or refusal to commit seem to be consistent. Perhaps they don't realize that they are actually re-recreating the relationship dynamics they experienced when they were young because they associate love with loss or abandonment. Perhaps they want to recreate family relationships, which they felt helpless, but to live in them again as an adult where they can help the addict, the liar, or the broken person. 
When it comes to self-sabotaging behaviors, you have to understand that sometimes it's easy to get attached to having problems. Being successful can make you less liked. Finding love can make you more vulnerable. Making yourself less attractive can guard you. Playing small allows you to avoid scrutiny. Procrastinating puts you back in the place of comfort. All the ways in which you are self-sabotaging are actually ways you are feeding a need you probably do not even realize you have. Overcoming is not the only matter of learning to understand yourself better, but realizing your problems are not problems, they are symptoms. You cannot get rid of the coping mechanisms and think you solved the problem. I mean, when I was, I was reading that on the train and I was like, whoa, hold on. We are self-sabotaging on purpose because we're afraid of our true potential and our true potential can be scary. Our true potential may be something we feel like we're not ready for. So what do we do? We self-sabotage. We try and get ahead of the game so that way we can like predict what the outcome is going to be so we don't get shocked by it. It kind of relates to when we have anxious thoughts and we overthink things with self-sabotage because it's a defense mechanism because we try to future predict. So we think of worst case scenario so that way we feel like if we worry about it, the worst case scenario won't happen. It's all a defense mechanism. So when you self-sabotage, you ruin things so the things don't get ruined for you because you love something so much, whether it's a person, a job, um, a place, right? You sabotage it and you talk yourself out of things because you're afraid you're going to love it so much that if it's then taken away from you, worst case scenario, you won't be able to be resilient from it. That's why we do it. So for example, I can even, I'll even go into one of my examples even though I already said, for example, okay. When I first started dating the growth mindset guy, Nate, I have an anxious attachment style and I have this big fear of abandonment. So what I would do is I was always afraid he was going to leave me to this day. (laughs) I've gotten better at it, but it still pops up once in a while. But in the beginning, like fresh relationship, I was always afraid that the worst case scenario is he's going to leave me. And so I would tell me, the story or the narrative of I'm too much. He won't be able to handle my anxiety. I'm too loud. I get angry, so on and so forth. And I would do these behaviors to like test it. Right. So I would, I would be super angry and I would test to see how he would react to it because I'm like, well, if he can't handle this, then he's going to leave me. And so I'm going to break up with him first right? Always on the defense. I'm going to break up with this person first because I know that I'm too much for that person. And you self-sabotage. You start overthinking. You start questioning everything that they do. You start um, becoming angry and aggressive with them because you're trying to control something. We do this Because remember, our brain is all about us surviving. That's the whole point. So we have a conscious and an unconscious or subconscious way of thinking. Where you think that I'm going to sabotage this relationship so that way I don't get hurt. That's your conscious thinking. This is how I'm going to 
beyond the top end of this relationship failure. Subconsciously, you're afraid of being abandoned. You're afraid of not being good enough to be loved. So you sabotage it. At work, okay? You talk yourself out of a promotion opportunity because you are afraid that you're not gonna be good enough. So for example, maybe you have a promotion opportunity at work where you have to do this big presentation. And from that presentation, if it goes well, you'll get a promotion. And you overthink it, you overanalyze it, you work yourself up because if you're saying to yourself, if I mess this up, I'm going to lose this promotion. So then you start procrastinating. You're like, oh, I can work on it another day. Oh, I can work on it another day. Oh, maybe I'll do a little bit today. But then all of a sudden you're scrolling on TikTok. You're like, oh, I'll do it another day because you're afraid to create something that might ruin your chances of getting a promotion. And it's these patterns that we constantly, constantly get stuck in, but it's not us. Okay. They're not problems. They're symptoms. Our brain like can't conceptualize that things can be okay. So our brain looks for problems. So we're always on the defense. So we can always guess the next threat coming to us all of the time. So we try and get ahead of it. So maybe you show a lot of resistance that's going on. So for example, from her book, resistance is what happens when we have a new project that we need to work on and simply can't bring ourselves to do it. It's when we get in a great new relationship and then keep bailing on plans. It's when we get an amazing idea for a business and then feel the tension and anger when it comes to sit down and actually get to work. Or it's hitting your upper limit. Your upper limit, and this is from Gay Hendricks, highly recommend as well. Your upper limit is essentially the amount of good that you're comfortable having in life. It is your tolerance and threshold for having positive feelings or experiencing positive events. When you begin to surpass your upper limit, you start to unconsciously sabotage what's happening in order to bring yourself back to what's comfortable and familiar. Does that sound familiar to anyone? That when things are going really well, you're like, oh, this is too good to be true. Something bad's going to happen. That's self-sabotaging. Now you're looking for problems automatically. I can, I'll even give you an example. Um, a couple of weeks ago when um, I signed the contract for my new job, Nate officially got the green light to go remote so we can move upstate. We signed the lease for our new apartment. Like everything's going swell and I'm not verbatim. Nate was like, well, great. You know what? Everything's going fantastic. I bet you something bad's going to happen. And I literally yelled at him. I was like, what? No, why are you even putting that into the universe, Nathaniel? I'm like, why do you have to think like that? Why can't things just be good and just be okay? Right? How many times in our lives have we been in a really great like relationship? I even was like that in the beginning. I was like, oh, he's too good to be true. You know, eventually it's, it's, it's going to be messed up. And you prepare yourself for the breakup subconsciously, or you get a great new job or you get that promotion. And now you're like, oh, imposter syndrome's hitting you. It's too good to be true. Maybe I wasn't um, prepared enough for this job. And you do procrastination and resistance, right? We have this weird upper limit that we are like, oh, this is the amount of happiness I'm allowed to have. And then the minute you go, oh, I'm, I'm experiencing too much happiness. Something bad is going to happen. I know I need to be on the lookout. 
Why? Why do you need to be on the lookout? Why, why do we do that? Because our brains are constantly trying to find the problems before they happen so we can prepare ourselves. We think that worrying about things that haven't even happened yet is going to not make them happen. Or if they do happen, we're prepared for the failure. We're prepared for the breakup. We're prepared for the firing. We're prepared for the loss opportunity. And so then we're constantly on edge and we're not able to experience the actual goodness that's happening around us because we're afraid, oh, it might be too good to be true. Also, self-sabotage is a big thing, uh, is uprooting, she talks about. Uprooting is like the minute something goes awry, bounce, you're gone, right? Once you start, you know, the honeymoon phase in your relationship is over. And now obviously it's getting to the nitty gritty, right? And maybe you start having more conflicts than usual. Oh, it's not perfect anymore. I'm leaving. Self-sabotage. You don't want to work through to make it better. Oh, you don't like where you're living anymore. Something went wrong and you're not going to fix it. You leave. You bail. Because you think once it's not perfect, you got to get out of there before you have to face whatever failure is going on. And you're probably thinking, how do I resolve this, right? Because you're uprooting yourself as self-sabotage because you're constantly in this need, she says, to have like a fresh start. How many fresh starts are you going to have? Because you can't create anything beautiful if you're always in a fresh start. You're constantly rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. When are you actually going to build something? So to resolve that, she goes, first, recognize the pattern. One of the primary symptoms of uprooting is not realizing that one is doing it. Therefore, the most important step to become aware of what's happening and then trace back your steps over the past few years. How many places have you moved or worked? Then figure out what's driving you away from each of the new thing you want to find. Next, you need to get clear on what you really want. Sometimes uprooting occurs because we step too quickly towards what we think we want, only to find out that we didn't think it through and don't really want that thing very much. Clarity is key because you're thinking long-term now. What would it look like to choose one place to live and then build connections there? What would it look like at work and be at the same place at work and move up in your position to build a business? Remember that healing from an uprooting pattern is not about settling for something you don't want, nor is it about staying in an unsafe or unhealthy situation because you don't want to move again. It's about getting clear and determined on what's the right path for you and then making a plan for how you can thrive, not just survive. When the moment comes that you can typically flee, Confront the discomfort and stay where you are. Figure out why you're uncomfortable. What are you attached to, one thing or another? Determine what a healthy attachment would look like for you. Another big one, we always talk about this, self-sabotage, is perfection. I'm not going to start this business until it's perfect. I'm not going to move until it's perfect. I'm not going to create content until it's perfect. You're delaying. You're self-sabotaging because we all know by now, if we've been listening, perfectionism is not real. 
Like life is not perfect. And for you to want everything to be perfect for you to do anything with your life, you're going to be very, very stuck a lot of the times. And it's okay to do things when they're not perfect. Okay. Don't be afraid of when things are too good to be true. Okay. You need to realize that sometimes things are just going to happen. Failures are just going to happen. Breakups are going to happen. Promotions may not happen or you might be fired. You maybe create a business and it's not going so great. Instead of self-sabotaging and leaving or fleeing or uprooting or giving up, you got to find the clarity of what really matters to you and then decide, do I fix it? Or is this situation actually not for me and not serving me? Because self-sabotage isn't necessarily this mean, terrible, scary thing. Because essentially it is your brain helping you to survive. But are you going to be able to build anything in your life if you're constantly tearing it down because you're afraid of what might be happening? Okay. Sometimes you choose to be disorganized because you don't want to reach your highest potential. Sometimes you attach yourself to people that aren't serving you. We judge others. We have a fear of failing. I'm just reading all these different patterns of self-sabotage. We downplay ourselves all the time. We have unhealthy habits. We pretend we're always busy. We spend time with the wrong people. And we worry about irrational fears and um, the least likely circumstances. I want to read this to you because I heavily resonated with this. So this is a core pattern of self-sabotage. Again, worrying about irrational fears and least likely circumstances. Here, listen to this. Another very common way that people sabotage without realizing it is by preoccupying themselves with fears of worst case scenarios. Sound familiar, friends? You're probably familiar with this, at least to some degree. You have a weird or highly unlikely thought that invokes a deep sense of dread, fear, and a series of doomsday scenarios in your head. You then keep coming back to it, to the point that it even controls some part of your life. Irrational fears, especially the kind that are least likely to become reality, are often what we project real fears onto. These irrational fears are safe because deep down we know they aren't going to happen. They're placeholders, a way for us to express the feeling we really have onto something we know that isn't going to happen. When you find yourself in a fear cycle, constantly repeating some strange, random, or unimportant one-off circumstance or situation that is very low probability of becoming reality, ask yourself if you have any feelings about something related that's actually valid. For example, if you get anxious about being a passenger in the car, consider if your fear is of moving forward or being out of control. Or if you're anxious about being fired from your job, the fear might really be the idea that you aren't worthy of another job or being humiliated by a higher up. How to resolve this? Let me read this to you. This is very useful. Instead of wasting all your energy trying to control some worst case scenario, consider what the message of the fear 
may be and what it's telling you that you need in your life. If the fear is an abstract metaphor, what would the meaning be? Is the abrupt loss of income a symbol of your desire for security? Is the fear of the future a symbol for not living fully right now? Is the anxiety about making decisions a symbol of knowing what you really want and being too afraid to choose it? At the core of the things we fear most, it's a message that we're trying to send ourselves about what we really care about. If we can identify what we want to protect, we can find healthier and more secure ways to do it. I mean, don't we do that all the time, guys? I'll give you an example for me. I think I talked about this on previous episodes, but I remember I was talking to my therapist, Nicole, and I was like, I have this weird thing going on right now where I'm constantly washing my hands because I'm afraid I'm going to get like contaminate other people with either my germs or if like I eat like peanut butter um, or almond butter and it's on my hands and I don't wash my hands right away or something like that, that like I'll accidentally touch a piece of paper and then someone who's has like a peanut allergy is going to touch the paper and put their mouth on it. And then, you know, they're going to have allergic reaction. Like I'm afraid of that happening. And she just looked at me and she's like, where, do you think maybe this irrational fear is coming from, cause like the least probability of something like that happening, right? Do you feel, and I would wash my hands, guys. I would wash my hands. Like they became like dry. (laughs) And she's like, is there maybe this anxiety coming from another place that this behavior is just taking control of it, of this irrational thinking? I was like, oh, maybe. And then we talked about it and it was actually anxiety was manifesting over my stress of finding a new job. So instead of deepening the anxiety about getting a new job, because that was a real fear, I created this fear of like cross-contamination. So I would constantly be washing my hands. So you're overthinking and overanalyzing these worst case scenarios. Dig deeper. Where is that coming from? Why are you sabotaging yourself? What are you actually afraid of? Like if you're afraid of getting fired and I'm, I'm always afraid of getting fired, and you're always afraid of one mistake, they're going to let you go. Is the real fear you're afraid that you're not worthy of getting another job? Is your fear of not having um, like financial security? People breaking up with you. Is the real fear being alone? Is your real fear being abandoned? Right? You got to sit with yourself and be like, where is this self-sabotaging coming from? Why is it happening? Because guys, like, I said this, I think again, in a previous podcast, we are, we are our limit. I want to say like, let me do 70% of our limitations is our own mind. I'll give the 30% to, um, external circumstances, but like 70% of our limitations is just us talking ourselves out of it and self-sabotaging ourselves from reaching our truest potential. And like, when I figured that out for myself, I was like, so like, how much time did I waste talking myself out of doing something or reaching my highest potential? Because I'm, I was limiting myself. I was afraid. How many, like, I had to think about how many good things did I ruin because I wanted to ruin it before it ruined me. I always said to myself, I'm always going to be the one to break up first in any relationship. Like I'm going to be the one to break up first because I don't want to be broken up with That's self-sabotage immediately, like always on the defense. 
But aren't you tired of that? Like, aren't we all listening to these podcasts about mindfulness because we're so burned out and tired of this overthinking, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, indecisiveness? Because we're realizing, we're waking up and realizing this is not a way to live. And we want to live in our highest potential, or at least try to get there. You're not going to get there by thinking to yourself, oh, this is too good to be true. Oh, something good's happening right now. Well, the cycle has come. Now we're time for something bad. No, just enjoy the time. And if you are really afraid of certain things happening, write down your journal and find some clarification. Where is this coming from? Maybe talk to someone. Talk to a trusted friend. Talk to a professional. Where are these self-sabotaging tendencies coming from? And how could you cope with them? Is it journaling? Is it meditation? Is it physical, you know, working out, right? Is it going on walks? Is it doing hobbies that keep you calm, like reading or painting, or is it listening to music? What's going to help you break through these self-sabotaging cycles? Because that's what it is. It's a cycle. It's a pattern that our minds are creating. But guess what? That's all in our subconscious. We also have a conscious mind and realizing, huh, this is an unhealthy pattern. And every time I get into a new relationship, I always think of, okay, when are they going to leave me? That's not healthy. So what are some things that you can do to soothe yourself away from those thoughts and be like, hmm, how can I feel more secure in a relationship? Is it communicating effectively? Is it journaling about it? Is it, like I said, talking to a professional? What is it? Find it. Find the clarity. Because you self-sabotaging every good thing that comes to you, it's going to be your new comfort zone. And you're going to drive yourself like in circles. And then you're losing trust in yourself, losing confidence in yourself. And the universe is going to be throwing beautiful opportunities at you. And you're just going to wipe them away because you're afraid that they're going to be too good. But what if it's not? What if it's just, it's going to be good and it's going to be okay. Whether something succeeds or fails, it's going to be fine. You'll figure it out like you've always have. So take a deep breath with me. (sighs) Couldn't really breathe through my nose though because I'm kind of stuffy. But take a moment and realize that the self-sabotaging thoughts, their behaviors, their patterns, their habits. And if we start restructuring our habits and restructuring the way we perceive things and restructuring how we look at opportunities, you'll be surprised that things are okay. And it's okay that things are good. It's okay that you've had a lot of success. Yes, you're going to have really great seasons and really tough seasons, but don't think they always coincide. Don't think, oh, I'm really, I'm having a peak right now. Well, tomorrow it's been too good to be true. So, you know, next month things are just going to go awry. 
that's not what's going to happen. You can't predict if you're constantly thinking you're like this psychic. Okay. Yes, we have gut instincts. I actually took this from the book too, which was really interesting. She talks about how we always do this like psychic predicting to try and predict the bad things that will happen in the future so we can prepare ourselves. And we refer to our gut instinct where it's actually very interesting that your gut instinct isn't an instinct about the future. It's actually an instinct as to the now, what's happening right now. So when you meet a person in the now and you get that weird feeling, that's the present moment of this person's not good, right? That's a gut feeling. Or you start driving and it gets like really cloudy out. You maybe get a bad feeling in your stomach because you're afraid that bad weather is coming in that present moment because you see the clouds, right? Your gut instinct is your body telling you that something's bad in the now. It's not telling you something's bad in the future. So you self-sabotage because maybe you got a bad feeling, but the bad feeling was only in the present. And then you use that present feeling to just project into the future of what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Your gut instinct, your intuition is your body sensation of the now, not the future. So I love this book, The Mountain Is You, and I'm going to be linking it in the show notes. This is a highly recommended read. I enjoyed, I'm almost done with it. I'm like 70% through it. And it's just a nice, easy, simple read. And it really just shares with you that it's us guys. We're the mountain. We're the limit. And once we realize that we can also be the potential, man, It's very exciting to see how beautiful our lives can be. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you been struggling with finding the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals? Because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle, I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become stronger and be able to survive (laughs) the end of the day workout. And I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand, First Form. First Form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals. Some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the Level 1 Protein Caramel Latte. Let me tell you guys, it tastes amazing. And Level 1 Protein has helped me stay fuller longer. I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away. And unfortunately, I have coffee and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it. So... I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up so that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh my God, you guys. It tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin, and nails. My skin has definitely 
looked clear. My hair, I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like, wow, she's shiny. And also my nails haven't been breaking, you know, as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done. It's been helping me so much. I've also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts. I work from 4 to 5 p.m. and let me tell you, before this pre-workout, I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill. I would be screaming. But now, after I'm done with my strength workout, I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout. And also, it tastes really good. And I've never used pre-workout before, so I was a little nervous if it's it's gonna make me anxious and things like that. But this pre-workout has helped me so much with good long-lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym it's not like I can't fall asleep at night so these products have been very inviting and very easy to use where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre-workout because usually when I see them they're kind of intimidating to look at but first form is such a wonderful brand they also have vegan options as well for protein powders collagen pre-workout so on and so forth and last but not least I'm also in love with their protein bars the chocolate chip cookie dough fan favorite of the house Nate and I love those protein bars we put in our bags in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out so that way because you know that after work workout we are starving so having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals so If you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at The Growth Mindset Gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love. Highly recommend. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, 
you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become, how do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey. And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think a friend would benefit it, share it with them. If you enjoyed it, share it on your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. I love to see what you guys think of it. You can share um, anything that was helpful for you. You can DM me. You can email me. And remember, follow me on Spotify. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. And grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.